You're listening to a Corridor Business Journal podcast. This is Tom Selick. I'm a senior vice president of a bank. I used to be a lawyer. I like to make connections, and sometimes amazing things happen. That's what this podcast is about, when the magic happens. On today's episode, I have my new best friend, Hai Wen, who is uh, now a member of the Corville City Council, a longtime Corville uh, person. I've uh, been a leader in the community with the food pantry and has an enthusiasm for life and a great personal story. So stick around. We'll be right back. This episode of Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank a community bank since 1893, providing full-service banking and trust services to businesses and consumers, nationally recognized by Raymond James as a top-performing community bank, prioritizing community, responsive to local needs. West Bank, member FDIC. On today's episode, my guest is Hai Wen, who is now a member of the uh, City Council of Corville a longtime Corville person, a leader in the uh, Corville Food Pantry. So, hi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tom. Uh, it's an honor to be here today. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, a conversation. <laughs> well, great. Well, let me and, start with, with your background, uh, where you grew up, and uh, how, how you got to Corville. Uh, so, I was born in Vietnam, um, and I... Uh, I immigrated here to the U.S. with my family in the in the winter of 1993, and we actually settled in Maine um, when we first came to the U.S. because um, that was where my aunt was living. And so, when you uproot and move halfway, you know, across the globe, you kind of look for familiarity wherever you can find. And so that's how we settled in Maine. And after two years, my dad um, got in contact with a couple of his friends that he served with in the military back in uh, Vietnam, in South Vietnam. And um, they said, you know, there's great opportunity down here in Iowa. You, you should uh, come down and check it out. And so he hopped on a bus. He went out to Mount Pleasant, Iowa, actually. And uh, he liked what he saw. And uh, we moved. <laughs> so we settled in Iowa, Mount Pleasant, Iowa, um, October 1995. And I came up here to the Iowa City Corville area for college in 97. And after that, I stayed have, ever since. Now I am married well, with four children. So we call this home. Corville is home. <laughs> well, great. So uh, uh, what did you major in at the University of Iowa in college? I uh, major in economics. <laughs> well, great. Well, that that's the, uh, would be worthwhile. So that's that's interesting. So good. So then you came here in '97. Uh, so I assume you graduated around 2000 or so. Yes. Um, and so actually, I graduated um, a little later than that because just like any college student, you know, after a while, it's like, okay, what am I doing? I'm not sure what I'm doing. So I actually took a year off from uh, the university and attended um, the James College uh, to get a cosmetology license. Um, and so I took a year off. I got my cosmetology license, went back to the university to continue um, studying to get my degree while working part-time as a hairstylist 
uh, yeah. to support myself to college. Yeah, and so I graduated in 2000, the, the winter of 2002. Well, great. And then uh, along the way here, you um, must have met your husband, right? Actually, <laughs> uh, we met back in Vietnam. Uh, when we were, yeah, we met when we were, when we were 16 and both family was doing paperwork, um, to, uh, come here to the U S and that's how we met. And actually it was just, um, we've never actually spoken or anything like that. He saw me from afar. I saw him, him from afar. Uh, we exchanged addresses and we kind of correspond um, through mail, snail mail. I don't know if, you know. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you do and I do, but, you know, the, the younger kid nowadays, sometimes they're like, what? What's that? <laughs> Even our own kids, um, yeah, sometimes they don't believe that snail mail work for relationship back then. But um, that's how we met. And, um, that's great. Yeah, and we continued um, to keep in touch. And then uh, when we came here, he settled. His family settled in Oklahoma, and, and my family settled in Maine, just like I said before. And then moved to Iowa, and then he um, transferred to from OU to here, to the University of Iowa in '99 to continue his study at the university. And um, uh, we got married after we graduated. Oh, great. Well, now I know you had told me you had four children. Yeah, give us a little rundown on their ages and. How you handling the school situation? Yes, so we have four beautiful children. Um, the oldest is um, almost sixteen. She is a sophomore at West High. Um, the next one is thirteen. He is a eighth grader. He's an eighth grader at uh, Northwest Junior High. And then we have a sixth grader. Um, she is at Corville Central Elementary School. And then our youngest, he just turned eight not too long ago, just a few days ago, and he is a second grader at Corvus um, Elementary. Elementary. Um, okay. Just like anyone else, once COVID hit uh, in March, there was just a lot of unknown, and so we, um, you know, we stay home just like everybody did online school, all of that, finished the school year. Um, <laughs> very um, abruptly. And then uh, when this school year started, we had a conversation with our children and we lay out a pro and a con and all of that, um, you know, online school versus hybrid. And we gave them all a choice. We said, which one do you think would fit you best? And, you know, you let us know and then we will work as a family to meet your needs. Um and they all decide that um, online schooling probably will fit best for our family. And so we enroll all of the kids on online school, and they have been doing that since um, uh, August. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, Tom. It's, it's has been tough at times, you know, juggling work and uh, school for all four kids um, in the same house. And my husband is also working from home. So there's a lot of bodies in our in our home, and everybody seems to be needing um, internet at the same time, device at the same time, attention at the same time. So um, it's tough, but we do what we can in the best of our ability, and um, we are fortunate than a lot of people out there because we do have the means to support um, the kids' needs. And so in some way, that cut down on a lot of challenges that we 
you know, we face um, compared to other people. Uh, but uh, our family, just like everyone, is looking forward to the day that we can all get back to normal. Hopefully, well, you know, rather than later. <laughs> that's impressive. Now, again, I just got to understand this. Uh, I'm sort of old, and I only had two children. So you have four children at home, all going to yeah. school, which has got to take a, a major effort. Now, also, I know you're active with the food pantry. And uh, tell me about that background, how you got involved, and what your role at the food pantry is here in Corville. So when my children was younger, we made a decision to um, to raise them ourselves. Obviously, parents raise children by themselves. <laughs> but um, all of our family members live far away, and so we only have uh, each other. Um, and we both speak Vietnamese, and we like our kids to be able to speak the language so that they can communicate with grandparents and cousin and aunt and uncle. And if someday, you know, if we are fortunate enough um, that we can save enough, we would like to take our children back to our homeland and have them experience what life is like back there. Uh, both my husband and myself still have family back there. So um, someday we would love to take our children back and introduce them to the country that we call home. Um, so um, with that being said, um, there is no school that teach Vietnamese here <laughs> in Coralville or in Iowa for that matter. Sure. And so I stay, I stay home. So I, um, uh, I stay, well, not stay home. So I work part-time. I work uh, the opposite hour of my husband. So he, he work um, a, a job, eight to five job. And so he goes to work and I would stay home, take care of the kids. And then when he come home, I would go and, and, uh, and be a hairstylist. I do that at night and also um, during the weekend. We sort of tag team, uh, raising our kids, um, you know, making ends, ends meet. And uh, um, I was just looking for a way to get involved in my community. And through the grapevine, I heard of a food pantry. And I love food, Tom, if you know me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I always, you know, food and, and high sort of go together. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I said, you know, that, that, that's, uh, that's great. I actually didn't understand exactly what the food pantry was, you know, what their mission was, what exactly their role is in our community. And sometimes, you know, curiosity leads you to, some of the greatest discovery, right? Um, so I, I I took my kid there, my youngest, I had my youngest then, and um, I took my kid there and I said, you know, um, I would like to volunteer, but I can't come by myself. I have I have kid with me and I promise he's really good and I can you know keep him with me at all times. I, I weigh my, my kid on my back. And so that way, you know, he's not in any one way and I'm here to help. And at the time, they were located at the food pantry was located at right behind Walgreens. Um, right. I don't know if you know that area. And and it's a fairly smaller building, um, you know. And and the person that I spoke to at the time, she said, um, "I'm not sure, you know. Just check back." <laughs> and so I checked back a couple of times, but it didn't seem to be a good fit um, at the time. And so I I went and and you know and and sort of like um, look at elsewhere. And when the food pantry moved to its current location right now on Fifth Street, which is the old post office, um, I tried to go back there, but life demands, which is too great. And then one time I went to the library. Well, actually, not one time. I, we go to the library a lot. And I saw a poster that 
said community meal. And I said, oh, interesting, community meal. I wonder what this is about. So I took a little um, slip and then I went home and I told my family about that. And so on the day that they have their very first community community meal at um, S.D. Morrison Park, I took my family there and I loved the concept and I loved the way that they did things. And I said, whose idea was this? Who can I talk to, <laughs> um, you know, that if I want to get involved in this? And that's how um, I met uh, John Bowler, the executive director of the food pantry. So I started picking his brain about the community meal and the food pantry and everything. And he invited me to come in and volunteer. And so I, from then on, I came and volunteered for all future community meals since the first one. And then I think it was um, 2017, he formally asked me to be on the team where um, we actually, um, you know, implement the, the menu and uh, looking for volunteer, uh, making connection in the community um, to sort of um, uh, up our community, community meal game a little bit. And I said, why not? And so... Um, Ever since then, I kind of took charge of the community meal, and it grew from um, 150 people to almost 700 people at one time. <laughs> we served at the core uh, at the core of a public library at one time in the summer in a June community meal, and we only planned food for 500 people, and over 700 people showed up. Um, it, it was amazing. And then um, my youngest started school, Tom. So I said, what am I going to do with myself now? <laughs> yeah, you're bored, um, huh? I, well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I went and looked for a job. And at the time, um, you know, I wanted a job where it allowed me to be home when my children are home and also allow me to do all the things that my children uh, do um, as far as activity-wise and um, get involved in school and in communities. And I said, um, what better job than working where my children go to school, right? So I got a job as a paraeducator at Corva Central, which is where my two youngest um, are still going to school then. And I like it because it's allowed me to come home at the same time that my children come home. Um, so we are we were still able to do all the things that we um, we normally do as a family. It's allowed me time to be able to cook for my family. Um, something about our family that is, um, you know, it, it, it uh, happens every day is that we, no matter how busy we are, we always, always sit down for dinner together. Right. So that is something that we do as a family, and that's when we unwind, when we share all of our story, um, concern, anything. Anything is, it, it's, um, it's allowed, you know, nothing is off the table. Um, and that's we when we reconnect after a long day of school and that's, work. That's impressive. Um, that's very impressive. Yeah. And then, um, you know, and then the, the food pantry, <laughs> they, um, they, you know, of course, they have things up their sleeve. And so um, they are thinking about doing uh, some other program. And in order to uh, carry out the program, they need a person, um, sort of like a, 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 a head you know, person that lead all of that program. And so they were looking to hire someone and I happened to stumble upon their ad uh, looking for um, a person to join their team. 
And I said, you know, this is perfect. This is me because the person they look for is someone who's in charge of food. And not only food, it's in charge of cooking and feeding people in the community. <laughs> and so I apply and um, I got a job and uh, I have been with them since um, January. So that's this great. January would be a year. Well, that's that's a great story. The food pantry has become a key part of Corville. I know it's a great need there and I have been told by my friends what a great job you do. So congratulations. I guess that need has been greater this year with this virus problem. Is that is that true? Yes, yes. Oh, and actually, um, my my title at the Global Food Pantry is uh, Community Projects Coordinator. And so my uh, the task that they would like me to carry out was to um, to actually implement a what we call a hot meal program. In Corville, and so there's nothing like that. Um, it's currently happening in Corville, and we know that the needs um, are there, and we are trying to meet the needs of our neighbors. And um, I believe that um, good food is is the key to uh, health, you know. And 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 good food is um, deserved for anyone. Um, you don't have to be rich in order to enjoy you know, uh, good, healthy food. And that is something that I am, um, I, I try to do with my role at the food pantry is to introduce people to food, not only food, but food um, that, you know, people from all over the globe eat. Um, it's not just the normal staple that we use to here in the U.S. and specifically in the Midwest. I want to, um, you know, approach people and ask them to sort of open their mind when it comes to food. Um, it, it, uh, you'll be surprised what you discover, you know, yeah, um, with great. food. Yeah. And so, it, you know, with COVID, it actually put a, put a halt <laughs> into our plan because um, we have to reinvent the way that we serve the community. And as you know, we can't gather. And if we can't gather, then we can't really, um, you know, uh, implement a lot of our, our, our idea. And so, and and we uh, we need all hands on deck when COVID hits. And so we hit the pause button on a lot of our projects uh, in order to serve our community more effectively. Um, well, so I'm again. hoping that, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, then you, you're, you're so busy. Then, but then, then you're, obviously you're pretty busy. The kids are around. Uh, you, they're in, you teach them at home. You mm-hmm. involved the food pantry. And then you ran for the city council. Was that election in September? Yes, that was in September. Yes. Tell us about that briefly. Uh, you decided to um, run and you ran, and you and you won by a, a large margin. So tell me about your background on that. Yeah, you know, I have always um, loved to be involved with my community because I feel like, in order to to um, live a you know meaningful life, you have to be aware of what is around you. Um, and I always try to teach my kids that, um, you know, you never know when you need to depend on your neighbors. Um, even though family, yes, family is blood, but sometimes family lives so far. And when you need help, you can't really turn to them. Um, and so, you know, you have to depend on your neighbors. And the thing is, you have to be aware of what's going on in your community. community and you also have to have uh, compassion for people who live in your community. Um, 
And being involved in the community is something that um, that we just do. We don't even think about it. It just um, it's just what we do. Um, you know, we volunteer where we can um, in any way that we can. Um, and so, I you know, throughout all of the volunteer um, that we do in the community, I get to meet a lot of people, um, a lot of people, and have a lot of conversation. And oftentimes, um, the conversation would come up. It's like, oh, you know, you should um, you should look to serve your community in a, in a different way. You know, not that what you're doing right now is, is not effective, but maybe, you know, you should look um, into a way that um, somehow you'll be able to um, uh, amplify and elevate voices that um, haven't been heard in our community, you know, to, to make a, a bigger impact. And I said, um, you know, that's, 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 that's a great idea, but right now I'm so busy that I don't even know if I have the, I, I don't even know if I have time or the bandwidth in order to take um, on that. And to be honest, Tom, um, it's something that I've never actually thought about. It's something that I am not aspired to as far as um, government, you know, as far as politics. Um, I feel that is something that um, I am not qualified <laughs> to do, and I often tell people that. I often tell people that you know what I, I'm not. I, I'm not qualified. I'm not the person you know to do that. Um, and and friends often push back and say, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, when we talk about qualification, um, you know, what is exactly. Uh, you know the, the qualification to to be uh, in order to run for public office, right? Um, you just need to be compassionate. You just need to, you know, you just need to be passionate. You, you need to be um, hardworking. You need to be creative, and, and you need to be able to to listen and not just listen, but listen to all voices and be able to elevate the voices that um, are being suppressed, right? And so. Um, I, and then they said, you know, and, and the worst has come is that, you know, you try it and it doesn't work for you, but you won't know until you tried it. And lo and behold, the opportunity presented itself. And I talked to a lot of people and they said, you know what, um, I, I, we, you know, I, I think you would be, you would be great at it. And um, I talked to my family because without my family support, Tom, I would not be able to do the thing that I want to do. Um, and that is first and foremost, the, the most important thing is having my family support. And so I talked to my husband and I talked to my kid and I said, you know, uh, friends and, and even sometimes, you know, a queen that I don't even know well um, said that this is something that I, I should um, I, I should pursue. Uh, what do you think? And I lay out uh, some of the, the possibility that I know that would take time away uh, from them, would take time my time away from them. Um, and uh, I, I asked for sort of their blessing, you know, and my husband said, uh, you know, if this is something that you wanted to do, and this is something that, um, you know, you are passionate about, you have my full support. You know, it's, uh, I know people who have uh, already served with you in the council have given you sort of rave reviews behind your back. They, uh, oh, you're a caring you. person and thoughtful and listen to all sides. So. Well, I appreciate all this. Um, um, it's a it's a it's a great story. It's it's it gets the story of America. Uh, a person like you oh. coming here and and your husband and your work with your children and the food pantry and uh, you know and now the the council. So anyway, I, I appreciate all this. Any any uh, uh, final words of wisdom for our audience? Support local businesses. That is another thing that I encourage people to do. 
Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Tom. Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank. This Corridor Business Journal podcast is produced by Joe Coffey of Coffee Grande Studios. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CB Journal. Thank you.